You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, if you're listening on schedule, today is Wednesday, and I'm excited about seeing you tonight as we gather for our discipleship groups and for our RAs and GAs and our and our worship choir practice. But today, we're talking uh, for the second episode about being a first fruit worshiper. The big idea is that we want to give the Lord our best, and including, especially, we want to give the Lord our best worship. We want to give Him our best affection and our attention. So we've asked our worship pastor, Chris Smith, to join us and just kind of help us think for his perspective as our lead shepherd of worship about how we can be the best we can be as first fruit worshipers. So if you if you missed yesterday's podcast, I recommend that you go back and listen to it so that you'll be ready for today. Uh, but if you don't want to go back just yet, maybe Chris will rehash. So Chris, welcome, man. Glad to have you. Sure. Thanks. Great to be back. And uh, we just quickly review the first two points you made yesterday, and then we'll pick up. Sure. The first point that I made yesterday was that a first fruit worshiper spends time with God. Uh, that that be through through prayer and meditation and studying His Word, because we want that we, we want that time to um, that with God to. Im- impact our our entire day and to know who God is and to be close with him. The second thing was a first fruit worshiper always notices God, the details, where where God is at work and what he's doing uh, in your life and in the lives of people around you. And so that brings us up to to point three, which we'll do today. Uh, And I said that a first fruit worshiper has clean hands and a pure heart. Wow. Without those things, we never notice much because we're so self-consumed and so self-absorbed that we don't have time to notice where God is at work uh, because we're so um, we're so self-centered. Um, scripture obviously tells us to offer our body as a living sacrifice, which is your spiritual act of worship. And so basically what I think that's saying is that if, if you don't deal with your sin, if you don't have clean hands and a pure heart, if you don't lay it all out before God, then you're not in a position to have the eyesight to be able to see what God is doing and to worship Him because of it. And so we don't want the distractions around us to uh, to be such that um, that we're blinded by those things. So we want to to open ourselves up and have a clean open ourselves up as a clean offering to the Lord so that we can worship unashamedly. Okay, so here's a fantastic question for the whole church family. Like, let's let's be honest. I want to have clean hands and a pure heart. I want the Lord to search me and show me the error of my ways. All right, but just what do we do if, um, honestly, if we have that guilty conscience? What, what do we do, if, to be honest, if we're listening to the podcast today and we know that our hands are dirty and that our heart is dirty? You know, we know that we have, um, man, we we've let ourselves down. We've let the Lord down. We just we're in a moment where we feel our guilt. What do we do? You know, we I, I want to come to church on Sunday. I want to worship the Lord. I don't want to run from God. And we've read the we've read the scriptures. We know that God doesn't want us to run. So if I am not a worshiper today with clean hands and a pure heart, what should I do? I think it begins with confession. I mean, I, I think that, that we, we have to confess to God. I mean, obviously he knows, but I, I mean, yeah. j- just like salvation, I mean, we've still got to, 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 to express to God that we realize we're a sinner yeah. and that we're, we're, we're in need of his grace. And so I think that's where it begins. Yeah, one of the things that I find um, just you know, walking with our church family 
uh, through our bumps and bruises. So when we look up and feel like, wow, man, I don't have clean hands. I don't have a pure heart. I feel my guilt. I know. I know what's going on. Nobody else knows, but I know. A lot of the time, we we take one of three paths, right? The first one is we run from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we can hide. And you're right. <laughs> you can't hide from God. I'm teaching our RA boys the story of Jonah. You know, and we're just talking about, I mean, this, it's kind of fun in a room full of church boys to talk about this prophet trying to run from God and you cannot run from God. So a lot of times we'll try to run from God and um, you know we'll we'll tune him out and maybe we really cannot run from him but we can plug our ears, we can pretend we don't hear him and we just are resolute in our sin. We basically just tell God, I'm not going to repent of this. You know, I love my sin uh, more right now than I love obedience to your character. I'm just, I'm not going to stop. That's a tough place to be. Yeah. And so what, what that first path looks like usually is uh, you're not coming to church on Sunday to worship, and you're not worshiping at home. So that's running. The second path that I see people take sometimes um, when they you know, come face-to-face with their, with their guilt, uh, man, is they just bury it. And in the South, we are professionals at this. So, and this is where we get all of our angst against hypocrisy, because we've been this person, and we've and we we're surrounded by people who are in this spot, where instead of dealing with your sin, you're just going to keep living in it, but you're going to pretend you're not. Yeah. And so you're going to show up on on Sunday for church and maybe maybe you're walking you know through the rituals of Christianity or maybe you're a legalist right now or a pretty self-righteous person but while you're not fresh on the inside you know you're and your worship shows it and your attitude shows it but you're determined that you're not going to stop and repent of the sin um, to the Lord or to somebody that you trust in the church and so here's a person who comes to church pretends to worship and you know what they might even like outwardly be killing it i mean hands are raised you know top of their lungs i mean their their eyes are bright their smile is huge Uh, but inwardly there's just nothing and there's several passages in scripture where the lord addresses that moment with israel and just says i just wish you would i just wish you would stop you're trampling my courts your worship service is offensive to me stop it I wish somebody would shut the door. So some of our, I mean, to be honest, with a, with a church our size, I mean, some of us listening to the podcast today, we've been doing this. You know, some of us have been running, so stop running. <laughs> some of us have been pretending, and stop pretending. But there's a third route. You know, I mean, throughout the scriptures, it's clear that what we should do when we're aware of our guilt is feel the conviction of the Spirit and turn to a Heavenly Father that loves us and repent. Confess that sin and be forgiven. I mean, the Scripture is super clear that that's the pattern God wants for us to walk in. Mm-hmm. Like, receive the mercy and the peace. And so here's the cool thing. Like, you might be listening to this podcast, and our worship pastor says, you know what, show up with clean hands and a pure heart. And you're looking up going, oh, man, my heart is filthy. Well, the cool thing about our gospel is, like, you can stop right now. Hit that's pause right. on your phone and call out to God and you confess your sins and Christ who is faithful and just will forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from unrighteousness. And guess what? You will have clean hands 
and a pure heart for your personal worship this morning and when we gather on Sunday, you'll be a forgiven sinner just like the rest of us. So three roads, man, I encourage you to take that third one. Confess, repent, like be forgiven and turn from your sins. Let's do it. You always got to start somewhere. That's right. Today's the day. Well, the fourth thing that I wanted to mention is that a first fruit worshiper worships despite the circumstances of life. Wow. So no matter what life may throw at you, you can still worship the Lord. And I think that's uh, that's really important to for us to keep in mind because if uh, if our joy is in the Lord, then um, then the things that that might encumber us. I'm not talking about the the sin. I'm not talking about have, not having clean hands and a yeah, pure heart. Yeah, we've talked about sin. We just talked about that. We're right, talking. right. I'm, I'm I'm talking about you know with where, whatever life throws at you, whether it be caring for uh, for aging parents or uh, a wayward child or uh, or health issues. Uh, you know those those things all affect us, but. Uh, it would be my prayer that those things wouldn't impact our worship. And so we can still worship because and through those circumstances um, that, that might come our way. You know, one of the things I love about church family uh, is at Carterville, a lot of us have been together for a long time and have developed a sense of, you know, really understanding for each other. You know, we some of us, you know, have seen one another through the high points and low points. And so as a pastor, this is one of the things I appreciate is that on a Sunday morning, when I look around our sanctuary at the worshipers, um, some of the time I know the things that we've been through recently. Mm-hmm. And, man, I just can't tell you how proud I am of our worshipers who are stuck in the hardest place. But on Sunday morning, um, they are giving the Lord what they have to give. You know, they are giving Him their attention and their affection. You know, they haven't run from Him. They're not angry at Him. I mean, they're... They're right there worshiping the Lord in the middle of a super hard time. And like you said, for some people it's not as bad. They're just tired or worn out. Mm-hmm. Some of our sisters and brothers are you know, battling depression or, like you suggested, disappointment for ourselves or our family. But a lot of our worshipers on every, every Sunday morning are going through hard things. I'll tell you, um, I've been touched deeply um, over the years, and I just want, I'll try not to get too personal here, but with several of our worshipers who, you know, maybe they lost a spouse or, or, or a child. And I looked up a couple of Sundays later, and there they are. Uh, with tears in their eyes. Yeah, that's right. Hurting. I mean, hurting as much as anybody can hurt. Mm-hmm. But calling out to God and still worshiping Him, and uh, wow. You know, the the flip side of that, Chris, that I think probably none of us feel as acutely, is sometimes we are in our best season, and for a lot of us, when we're most prone to forget God and let our worship cool, Mm -hmm. is when everything is going our way. Yeah. And so I guess I would encourage our church family, regardless of circumstances, good or bad, like good point. Bring your worship to the Lord every every single day and every single week um, in the high spots and the low spots. I just want to encourage our church family that if you're that person who um, you're worshiping the Lord right now on the hard path, like I want you to know how much it means to me that you're doing that, and I want you to know that like your example in our church family right now, you're discipling us by showing us how to walk through the hard road. So keep worshiping and keep letting the, the Lord work in you. If you're like a lot of us, um, on the other hand, and you're in a you know good spot right now, don't forget the Lord. Like don't let don't let the fire cool of your worship. You know, give him your best no matter your circumstances. Don't set it on cruise control. Amen. That's what we say here. All. Hey, Chris, I've enjoyed the last uh, two podcasts. Thanks for being with us today and yesterday. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, man. I can't wait to see you Sunday in worship.